You're listening to 11 O'Clock Comics, episode 230. That's all right. Jason probably gained them all. He did. He did. They <laughs> followed him twice. I told David every time I lose a Twitter follower, an angel gets its wings. <laughs> so it feels so good. Tell me your views on uh, on gay marriage, uh, which we're not going to do. <laughs> we're not going to do that. We're going to talk about comics because this here is 11 o'clock comics, and I am not Vince B. He is um, off gallivanting around uh, the Caribbean or something. He's on vacation. Yes, yes. Uh, I am Christopher Neesman, and I'll be uh, filling in for uh, Vince's, uh, his gargantuan shoes that I'm trying to fill this week, is what I'm trying to say. I am David A. Price. Yes, you are, and I am Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. Oh, with your, with your one bad arm. No, you're not. You know uh, it. Uh, <laughs> did you, know, you, you do know that he refused to have surgery on his arm because of the program following WrestleMania where he was just making so much bank feuding with Hogan that it just, it cost him his arm for pretty much the rest of his life. He when I did he, not know that when he went to WCW and he was a trainer, mm-hmm. it was like, it was it, his, his left and right arm were like night and day. It was like, it, it was like, it was like death from regular show. It's like, he takes the, the jacket off and he's got that massive fucking right arm. And then the left arm's just like, you know, you know, yeah. you know when, you know, when we start talking about baseball and, and I can hear Alan out there just kind of like <laughs> slowly zoning out and that's you and wrestling lo- losing con. Yeah. It's everyone's freaked out about uh, the King this week, which I thought was either Elvis or Kirby, but apparently uh-huh. there's another King named, named Jerry Lawler. Dude, he, have, he's uh, he's no, hung out. He, he's hung out with the guys from Challenger. Yeah, he's he's Stringer's boy too. Yes, I I know who Jerry the King Lawler is. He wrestled okay. Andy Kaufman. That's right. Well, no, he didn't wrestle Andy Kaufman. He kind of beat the fuck out of Andy Kaufman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, I I remember who Jerry Jerry the King Lawler is. I did not I, I did not know that he was an, an announcer. I honestly haven't watched wrestling since I was probably. Like fourteen, he wrestles like he's got a once a year thing where he comes into the ring and and just works. But for the most part, he's a color commentator on on uh, Monday Night Raw and at the pay per views and uh, and following a match Monday night while another match was going on in the ring, the announce team got all quiet and um, and no one was really paying. You could tell if you're watching it live that the audience. In, in, in the stadium, nobody was really paying attention to the match. And then after uh, after the match ended, everybody was still a professional there. Nobody kind of broke the show. Um, when they came back from commercial break, Michael Cole, the the commentator, mentioned that um, 
Jerry Lawler collapsed and and was taken to a, a nearby hospital. And I believe oh, really? he wow. had surgery. I want to say yesterday, and um, and he's recuperating in Montreal, and uh, and and he suffered a heart attack. So oh well, damn, yeah. Well, best wishes to Jerry Lawler. Yes, yeah, long with yes. the king. Yes, does he read comics? He dude, he reads oh, comics. Yeah. He, he's he does it all the cons. He's an artist. He uh, oh. Yeah, he's he's uh, he's illustrated Mick Foley's children's book. He does. Uh, oh wow! Real yeah. seriously? Wow! Yeah. No, he's. Yeah. Stra- I mean, well, he's I was just. I was just. I was just asking if he was a comic book fan because if he was, then he would need probably since he travels around so much, he would need a place to order his comic books online. <laughs> there you go. Like this is, discount- your, this is your first rodeo, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> a place much like Discount Comic Book Service, which is DCBService.com, and uh, it's the place that uh, that we all use to order our comics online. You can get them what, uh, f- uh, what thirty-five to seventy percent, seventy-five percent off. Is that Wumba. the Wamba discounts? Lots of lots of. Bit- Big discounts, lots of fifty percent off deals. It's a great way to uh, to pre-order your trades and OGNs and your single issues, no matter what you read or buy. Uh, if it's in previews, you can get it through DCBS. I'm actually drinking out of my giant size X Men Mega Coffee Cup, which I got nice. from DCBS. Uh, so we love it. You hear about it every week. Uh, if you have finally decided to pull the trigger and become a DCBS subscriber, you can get an extra discount on your first order just uh, for listening to the show, which uh, it's an extra 8%, which will bring your average savings well over half uh, half off. It's a great deal, especially if you want to uh, put in a really big order your first time. And David, what is that code? That code is EOC8. You got it. You got it. So uh, become a a customer of the fine people at DCBS. They'll treat you right. All right. uh, That is that business. Uh, We're going to move on to a really boring drink roll call. Oh damn! Really? Yeah, unfortunately. Oh, that's right. I know. I'm. I'm going. We are paleoing until the end of the month. It's my. It's my project rebuild, Jason. That's right. So I'll, yeah. I'll 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 kick off with a dud. I'm having a, a wonderful cup of uh, Starbucks French roast. Yikes! Yeah, what is drink- this show cup becoming. Damn. Hey, I got this week. No, it's gonna be for the next three weeks. I'm I re- I reached a I reached a plateau in my weight loss, even though I'm staying really active and I'm eating right. But uh, Marta's like, you need to stop drinking so much beer, and so I decided I'm going I'm going straight up paleo, no alcohol, okay. no dairy. It's just meat and vegetables and fruit right now. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna be. By the time I go to Vegas for uh, Morrison Con, I want to be I want to be ready to hit the Bellagio buffet and eat myself into a freaking food coma and hit the pastry right. table. It's going to be awesome. Nice. So, what are you drinking? Uh, well, I am going to pick up the slack a little bit for uh, for Thanks, you. I'm, I'm actually uh, drinking a deliciously spicy Bloody Mary. Oh. So yeah, bring that. There, nice. I could have had a Virgin Mary. Yeah, you could have. I could have. Uh, it's called a V8, but yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. David, how about you? Uh, I am drinking Saranac Kolsch German style ale. Well, we're all sorts of twisted I, up tonight. Yeah, I figured I'd have a beer for uh, for Vince. I'll I'm have having a mixed drink. You're having a beer. Chris is drinking coffee. Wow. That's, I yeah. know. It's bizarre. It's bizarre. Right, right, yo. 
there's a there's a book since since Chris mentioned the plateau. There's a book I started reading, and I need to thank um, Dennis Calero for mentioning it because he I, on Twitter I was I was reading a conversation he had that Dennis Calero was having with Andy Parks, and they were talking about um, diet, <coughs> excuse me, and weight loss, and uh, and why people plateau and things like that. And there's a book called Why We Are Fat, and mm-hmm. and uh, which I have the Kindle version, which I started reading because I, I, no matter what I try to do, I seem to just, there's just something I can't lose. And I mean, I've, I've, I've eaten better and, and, and I've, I've slipped and it just, there seems to be just this, this area that I tend to stay in. Yeah. There are natural, your body has natural levels. Like, uh, like, and, and like, it's definitely like the case where you have to break through each level. And then same thing on the weight gain, like, people can sustain a certain level for a long time. But then like, if you get past it, then it's like, you can, you, you can add a lot of weight quickly from there. Yeah, I know. You know, it's, it's, it's actually, you know, big bone people that have a lot of trouble with it. You know, you know just tall, big bone people, um, like wonder woman. Is that wonder where we're going? Woman. That's what we're doing. We'll see. We, well, you, you, you said you didn't want to, uh, all right. Um, <laughs> no, I was going to go somewhere else, but okay. No, definitely go. Are we not no, talking about Wonder Woman? No, yeah, we definitely we can talk about Wonder Woman. Yes, because uh, I'm. If I talk about what I've been reading, we're mm-hmm. probably going to hit a uh, a, lo- a low point or, or kind of a down. Well, let's moment. not do so that. That's I, well. That, it's what I read this week. Oh, my it's my still good, but it's so. My, I mean, so let's let's talk about Wonder Woman, so then Jason can pick yeah. us up. My my wife was reading the internet, and not that not that I give two shits, but apparently, uh, uh, someone died today. In the world of comics, a fictional character, and it's made. The, oh yeah, it's I made, haven't it's made the yeah. John yeah. told me instead. Oh, did you see the? I says no. I don't. I don't know what they spoiled. I don't know anything about it. So I'll. I says she didn't have to tell. She couldn't remember, so she yeah. wasn't able to tell me. But um, yes, apparently somebody today did. And and the Daily News, New York Daily News, I guess on the front page spoiled mm-hmm. it for everybody before the issue was even released. Yeah, you know, are are we used to this now? Because like Cap. Yeah, Cap, I, it, Cap, I think it kind of where it happens. I mean, if obviously if it's a slow, slow news day, yeah, and it was something. But I mean, is it is is it a press release? Is it somebody at the newspaper who's in, in quotes in the know? I, I just yeah. I don't know who to blame, think, where to fault is. I just you know just just tell the damn story. The Spider Man unmasking was. was was another one that was spoiled. I'll screw that up by having the, the, the reveal on the opposite page anyway in the actual issue. So, I mean, yeah. I have my own problems with Civil War with that. Yeah. But, but yeah, uh, yeah so that. some AVX spoilage out there in the in the mainstream press. The mainstream press just does not understand um, the the anger <laughs> that they cause with no, the that's true. Uh-huh. by this sure. stuff. But, oh, well. Okay, so uh, Wonder Woman is a book that we all uh, have read here in the last uh, in the last few weeks. And this is the new 52 version of Wonder Woman. Uh, the first hardcover is out, and that's kind of... Uh, what is it collect? Uh, the issues. I think it's the first six. So we're uh, not going up to twelve, or are we? Uh, I have not read up to twelve. Oh, okay. So, okay, then. then. Well, I mean, we can. I'm just saying, no, I have not. Okay. You, you can, you can spoil it, just like, we'll just, uh, just sure, like everyone yeah, saying that Professor sure remember... X is dead. Okay. What? No, huh? I'm saying I'm not oh. quite sure. I remember where. Uh, oh, okay. Where six ends, and because I'm, I'm up, up to date, so we'll have to just be careful. Uh, it ends. They met Poseidon, right? 
Yes, it is. It's it, it Aiken's first arc. It ends. It's the it's the issue where Poseidon is introduced and okay. um, right. where Zola gets uh, gets kidnapped by okay. by Medusa. Oh wow, that's quite a cliffhanger for a hardcover. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's well interesting. Well, I tell you, let's um, you know, because I I talked well, about I, this. Okay, before now, mm-hmm. I just want to full disclosure. Wonder Woman was one of the New 52 first issues where I don't think I'm alone, where we – and, you know, and obviously with John Romita Jr., with Lanil Yu, I mean, and Brian Hitch, there are artists who, unlike Alan Davis, tend to change their styles, whether mm-hmm. it's it's for, for, for storyline purposes, for quickness, to beat deadlines, whatever. And I think um, – when we were reading, or at least when I was reading Wonder Woman, it wasn't, and and it's it's totally on me. It wasn't the type of Cliff Chang artwork that I guess I was expecting. Okay, I kind of uh, I kind of got in trouble for yes, you did, and drunk, I'm not for, for drunk for drunkenly airing some of my thoughts on. Yes, uh, you did. That's right. Yeah, hilarious. I forgot uh, about that. Yeah. <laughs> now, now I and, and in the scope of the story, as I'm reading. Because I, I think I stopped around issue three at first. When mm-hmm. when when the big reveal, when the big change yeah. to Diana's origin was revealed, which we're we're gonna we're gonna talk about all this. Yes. So if you have not read Wonder Woman and and you you don't want to know or have spoiled um, what happened in at least the first six issues, if not twelve, um, fast forward because I, I actually want to talk about some of of, of this. Stuff, oh yeah, no, so. we definitely will. No, this is one of those episodes where where we're going to a we're talking about a comic that's somewhat current. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and 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 two, it's it's we're we've all read it, yep. and if Vince was here, he he would have chimed in also. So I mean, this is this is one of those topics where people like to hear us all gang up on one thing. This is what we're doing. Yep. Um. So, so your yes, your your, so your, went, th- your thoughts on on Cliff Chang? Well, that was I mean, and and as I'm and that's with Wonder Woman with 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 this storyline with where. Whereas Zarello and and Chang and and to a degree Aikens where they were going, it worked. And and the the Aikens are Tony Aikens issues were um, were were complementary to Chang. They were a little bit more cleaner. I guess they were a little bit more more mainstreamy. It'd be as if um, as I'm reading it, I'm thinking it it would be as if John Byrne followed Frank Miller and Klaus Janson on. I I like Tony's work in Jack of Fables better than I you know saw here in wonder woman that that's i i i really enjoy this book um mm-hmm. but but the art is it, it it's not my main draw to it you know i, I think yes. as i as i yeah. said back whenever we were doing the the new 52 reviews that this is this was definitely in my top two or three books that i was looking forward to because i love azarillo this is written by brian azarillo by the way mm-hmm. and and art by by cliff chang cliff chang is one of my favorite artists i love his work and yeah. i look forward to it whenever he um kind of left mainstream comics to do the neil young uh project for a year i, I was i was bummed or whatever it was uh greendale was that greendale that was it and uh, which looks beautiful. I mean, he's he's the reason to buy that thing. Um, it, whenever he came back, I was super excited. And then I started reading Wonder Woman, and I was like, "Ooh, this is this is 
him doing something different. And it's almost Klaus Janssen-y. It was just it was a little bit scratchier than what we're used to from him. I I think and and because I because I look at commissions that he did for Jason or Chris Campbell, and it's like and 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 he still the does lines his, are smooth. Yeah. And I'm not saying he's. I'm. I'm it's just not, not 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 the type of Cliff Chang. He had I'm he used to. he had a specific style that right. it was it was almost almost Darwin Cook and how unique and and distinctive it was the you know the way that he drew no cross hatching very clean. Yeah, it's just a, it's just a really beautiful. He draws beautiful women, uh, what his eyes in particular, and yes. and then he comes into into Wonder Woman and he changes styles. And I uh, I very much get the feeling that he's trying to to capture um, the the kind of um, and I'm going to use the the wrong the wrong terms here, but you know, kind of the the um, the the Greekness of of the characters in 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 it's almost like a, a Greek style you yeah. know a class you know like classic Greek art style that he's trying to like fold in to his mm-hmm. style and it's different and it's and it looks very conscious it's not like Cliff Chang forgot to draw nor is the art that bad that you would say this person can't draw but whenever you ex- it's like whenever you you go to the house of pancakes and you get banana pancakes every day and you love banana pancakes and then one day you go there and they give you strawberry pancakes for no reason for no reason sure sure are the strawberry pancakes bad no but damn it i want my banana pancakes and i i was so used to a cliff chang style that i love that whenever and that's what i was expecting whenever i got into this book it's like oh that's a different style these are not my banana pancakes, and I was upset. And it's still I'm not my favorite Jack style. Out of my head now. Thanks a lot. Sorry, <laughs> but does that make any sense whatsoever? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Um, the just real quick on when when we did get the change to to Tony Akins, who another artist who's fantastic. Um, when I read the first issue from his I don't even want to call it fill in arcs because they, they it's he t- he when, took over, when he took Cliff's, over part when of Cliff's not yeah. drawing it, Tony drew it and, and they alternated a couple of times between the twelve within the twelve issues. Oh okay. Uh the first time Tony and and Matthew Matthew Wilson did the colors for, for, for the twelve issues. He's he's the main colorist on the book. For some reason Diana's hair was it, it things were looked a little off because I had a I, I I don't want to say I had a problem with Diana's hair. It was more purple on the Aikens issues than, than it was on the Changs, but I think I, I mostly had a problem with the colors when we were introduced to Hades. Okay. Because I had no idea until the first issue when Chang was back when 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 we were when we had the wedding, even even after even after old Stoneface <laughs> pulled a piece off of Hades' head. I I couldn't tell because of the coloring that 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 Hades' head is made up of candles. Oh, oh, really? It really, yeah. It just it. I was like, what the hell is up with that? And it, even even after he pulled a piece off and threw it to Diana, I'm like, where'd that candle come from? And then I get to the wedding issue, and I'm like, oh, some bitch. It was just it was Chang just just um made it a little bit more clearer. Um, speak, speaking of hate, is this the first time? That we've seen that character design for Hades. I want to yeah. say yes, because yeah, it's because it's fucking awesome. It really is. I mean, he's, I think 
with the exception of Wonder Woman, and even that with the with the new costume, um, which is more of a return to her classic costume, but but well, shorts, but yeah, no, it's yeah. it's but as far as the way everybody looks, um, uh, Hades and and Hermes and and Apollo and and uh, these are pretty much okay. the first time we've seen these characters look like this. Yeah, it's I love the character designs in the books, and that's I love how the gods are larger. Than, I mean, even when even when Zola meets Diana, she she's tall and towering over her, and 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 the gods are larger than mm-hmm. than the mortals, and 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 it, I think that's kind of how it should be. Yeah, I agree. I think that um, it's funny. I I. I... I appreciate Hades' design with the candles and stuff, but I thought it was kind of weird. Like, I, I didn't – like, I, I don't – visually, it wasn't my favorite, although I appreciated that it was so distinctly different than the it way was we cool. see Hades. It was cool. But Poseidon was the dope dude. Oh, that was, that was, oh you like the, the, big, the big frog? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, was, totally. Because it just it – wasn't, it wasn't the big bearded dude coming in on a on, – right, It wasn't on, the merman, right? It wasn't, right, yeah, it was just – it was – you know, it it was it's so a giant frog. Really, <laughs> it just and 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 again, I mean, and the way the way the word balloons are displayed, it's like because Poseidon is as big as he is, it, you could you could you would know. It just makes sense that that his word balloons, his words, the lettering would be larger for him because he would be bellowing, he would be exactly. louder than everybody else. Yeah, and it, it, that that actually is one of my favorite pages. Uh, that that Tony did is when Poseidon you know emerges from the sea. You can it's very cinematic. You can almost you hear Poseidon. You know the water rushing. You know from the from the shore and and him kind of emerging out. And it's like okay, well that's that's different. That is definitely the king of the sea in yes. in every in every respect. Uh, yeah, I I thought the I thought the character designs were were great. You know another thing talking about. Uh, to to go back to Cliff Chang's style, in the hardcover they have the covers of each issue. Oh, okay. And the covers are in Chang's old style. Yeah, yeah, I think You're right. Yes. Yeah, absolutely right. right. And, and so you can you can you can see the you can see the the Cliff Chang style that that well I guess the first issue that would have um, sold us on the series. And then, yeah. There's the, uh, the the thing. But, but as I got into it, I I started to mind it less. As it became, exactly, yeah, it, it became right. it became the um, it became the look and feel of the book, so I didn't right. mind it. But then, whenever Tony took over, it, it it did it did kind of take me an issue or so to to get used to Tony's artwork in it because I had kind of finally come to peace with the, with the Cliff Check art, and I'm like, oh, another change, damn it! Tony's art was more of 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 the mainstream Big Two style, yeah, than than Cliff's work was and and um re- my issue with, with Hades maybe not may not be the look itself I think it was because I just view him as a young child I just view him as as a little boy and yeah. and I can't and I'm I'm trying to wrap my head around you know him wanting you know he's been married before him wanting to marry Diana the whole it, it's just his 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 physical appearance or his outward appearance did not match what I guess what I was hearing even though you could you could tell that there was there was a spoiled brattiness in 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 the way he carried himself and yeah, all yeah, the people yeah. but um the series kicks off with with um 
with us meeting well the main characters are Zola who is pregnant mm-hmm. and and she is pregnant she's kind of a hoe like a little short haired yes. blonde hoe right. like a party girl I don't even remember who it was yeah. that right. finally got up in them guts so she didn't know, <laughs> she, didn't know she didn't know where them giblets was filled so exactly hey Zola likes to have a good time she does hey, and, I'm, and, not, <laughs> I'm not hating she is she's carrying Zeus's seat and and Zeus can appear to women uh in a way that's pleasing to them. And, apparently, and so, apparently, he appeared as a truck driver, or or a band, or just you know, it don't matter, right? Yeah, you're like, like muscle man. It didn't matter to her. So, um, so Hermes is here to protect the child. And and Chris, you are going to. I know people were were. I think Jason can agree here. I know people were all like, "Holy crap, that last page!" And oh, that yeah. was insane on the twelfth issue. For me, the big fucking oh shit moment was the page or two before that where we see shit why it's just i don't i really don't want to spoil it for you chris yeah. but okay. it, I, so, I, so, so my shit needs to get caught up with the yeah the um, issues uh, quick, seven through yeah. twelve okay <laughs> and actually you know it's probably good because um i know vince really we, we should probably have vince here for the so we'll go through the first six okay yeah, because, cool. uh, that's fine so the, you... the end is very vincian so um but I also will say, David, that the other thing in, in the second half that I really thought was cool was the uh, – and I think it's in the second half – was the um, – we learn about the, 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 the men and, and their role in the, in the Amazonian uh, uh, lore, why there aren't any men. Oh, yes. cool. Yes. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Which is awesome. That I is. It's a great – it was a classic Azzarello, and, and yet it, it, it's one of those things where – um, it makes perfect sense. It's a very adult sort of Azarello themed way to look at it, but at the same point in time, it doesn't fly in the face of anyone that's you know spent really cares about the the idea that that we've always thought of, which is that Themyscira and and the Amazonians have no men. You know, mm-hmm. so it it it's, it it doesn't it doesn't fly in the face of that, but it 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 addresses it in a pretty cool way. So it's right. it's it's just it's it's a modern t- instead of it just being oh it's the gods or oh it's just it's it's faith or what you know whatever you believe in it just he actually it's more scientific it just it makes sense. It, okay, yeah. I look yeah, forward no, to reading that. Yes, um, you know I want I want to talk about the character herself. I mean the title character, and we've been you know kind of addressing some of the stuff around her in this. It's been it's been a long time since I've read a, a Wonder Woman that that kind of interests me, and I think that's inherently one of the problems with the characters that um, writers don't seem to to know which direction to take her. You know, the the you know, warrior princess, or you know, I think Greg Rucka had a pretty good take on her for a while. Yep. I think Gail had had Gail Simone had her moments with. Uh, with Wonder Woman, but it's it seems like it's a really hard character to to make interesting for a lot of people. And uh, uh, Ali uh, Cluchio from um, Cluchio from iFanboy is a huge Wonder Woman fan, and we you know, we talk about it from time to time. I have not talked to her about this run, so uh, I'll be very interested to to see what she says about it. But I really like this Diana. She is. She is the warrior princess, and that's what I like about this character is whenever she is, um, you know, she's like a general, but she's 
the the general that the general with the heart of gold. You know, she she yeah. she's still grounded very much in being a protector of humanity, and and I think this gets explored a lot in the pages of this of what her role is as as a god figure, which that changes for her in this um, a lot. In, in what her role is or oh, what, yeah, what her identity yeah. as a quote-unquote God figure is and, and then what her identity as 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 one of Earth's superheroes is. And so I, I really like the way that that she's depicted as a character in this. Absolutely. And, you know, Chris, by the way, she, they, they also mention, and this isn't a spoiler, so I can throw it out there, that uh, you find out she's 23 years old. So she's, really? she's not, yeah, she's not immortal, at least not. I mean, she, well, she may be immortal, but at this point she's 23 years old. So wow. she's, uh, she's relatively new to this earthly plane. Yeah. yeah. Well, she, she can get with the grace. Then. Awesome. Man. Everybody else does. Oh, um, oh. Um, one of Starfire. Should, <laughs> that's, a, that's a comic I would read. Should we, uh, <laughs> um, the, the, the twist in this is that, um, Wonder Woman's, her her origin has always been a little a little odd in that yeah. it was uh it was uh her uh her adoptive mother i guess you would you would yeah. um you yeah. would call her that um the queen of the amazons yeah Hippo- uh uh hippolyta uh-huh. or whatever yeah yeah, yeah that works uh fashioned her uh out of clay and and basically prayed over this like clay. A dreidel, sort of. Yeah, that's right. It's, yeah, it's a dr- that, yeah. Okay, not like a golem. I, <laughs> when it's trying ready. Yeah, yeah. David shouldn't understand this. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, basically prays this this clay child into existence. That uh, apparently didn't happen. Uh, she said no. that happened, but uh, apparently she met a truck driver as well. Yeah. Yes. So we uh, were a leader of a band or a muscle. Uh, no, what we find out is that uh, is that Zeus is the is Diana's actual baby daddy. Yeah, baby daddy. Uh, what do you guys think about about changing up the origin to make her um, half of a Greek god? Uh, I thought it was great. I, I, I yeah, that's I, one of the aspects of this that Azarello is laying groundwork for other parts of the story, and I think it's terrific. I, it makes a ton of sense, you know. Again, and, and I think that ties into why she's only twenty three because, you know, she again she's she's this is offspring from, but uh, you know it it and it makes her adversarial relationships with other of the pantheon much more natural and not put upon um because she so, actually hates a lot of her half brothers and half sisters, and there are all sorts of political allegiances that she has to mm-hmm. kind of get up to speed on, I guess. Exactly. So I loved it. Yeah, I thought it was great. I, I, I thought it was really intelligent for him to do that. We, we, we have, there are, there have been decades, I have centuries of, of her made out of clay. We have plenty of origin stories for Diana. We, 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 we know where, Depending on when you started reading Wonder Woman, I guess now we can say we'll determine, you know, what's your favorite origin. But it's, you know, it's it's okay that with the new 52 and and with us maturing as, as comic book readers, we it's okay to have a different take on things. I mean, we, we, we've, we've carried on about, you know, how movies can be different than, than the source material. And I mm-hmm. have no problem with a new... Not a different take, just a new take on 
on Diana's origins. Because if this is supposed to be the Wonder Woman that's going to take us into the next few years or whatever you want to say, however long the new 52 is going to keep going. Um, and I think at this point it's been a year. I, I, I think we could lose the new part of it, but I mean, uh-huh. now that we're, uh-huh. we're, we've established what's going on and, and this is, this is the status quo. I have no problem with, with, with the tweet. Cause it was, it was, it was surprising. It was a twist. It, it was a neat twist. It's not like it, it, it wasn't one of those things where it was so far fetched. I'd rather that than, you know, uh, her mother, fashioned her out of a meteor rock and, and she's actually an alien this just right this works in in the setting that azarello is, is telling the story in well i think it allows it allows him to to really play around with uh with the greek pantheon which i i think a, appeals a, appeals to him greatly yeah, it's it's one of the things whenever they first announced this and i had i had run into uh Azarello at a like a Challengers event. I said, I'm really surprised that that you're writing Wonder Woman. It doesn't seem like your kind of character. And he looked at me, and he was it, with his usual kind of um, I'm going to pull a razor blade out of, out of my shoe and cut, cut you. Cut uh, he said, uh, No, she's the perfect character for me to write. So he, he, this is I, I I think that he's really happy to be writing. Wonder Woman. I, I I like it because for most of us, we know Azarello from 100 Bullets. And even yeah. though you had Megan and and Dizzy and there were female characters in 100 Bullets, it was mostly heavy on the male side. So it's not like yeah. when I think of, of who were good female character writers, I think of Greg Rucka. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, Azarello wasn't really isn't really one of those writers who I'm like, oh, definitely get Azarello for that. And, and to see him writing... Uh, another strong independent comic book character was female it's just it 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 does work it's not like it's one of those things where it's like you said chris it's like i can't i can't picture you writing wonder woman and now it's like it it just for the past year it works it just he's he's done it so i i can't really i'll i'll read this more times than i'll read the 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 Batman Flashpoint miniseries that I, it's just it it really is just I, I think this just it fits him better or he fits mm-hmm. the, he fits the story better it just, but it, it it does work it's a great match yeah I think w- one of the things you know that was that was cool about it is that it's it's an origin story without being an origin story because you know Diana exists Wonder Woman exists she's in the universe but she doesn't know her own origin and so we yeah, get right. we get to learn that with her so right. it's kind of a it's a very it's a very interesting clever way of doing an origin story without doing an origin story and so i think it worked really well in the you know the confines of the new 52 because you know it's people that love this character love this character and i think we're tired of getting the reboots and reimaginations of it. So I, I think this was a way to, to do it and say, Hey, we're going to, we're going to reimagine this character, but it's, it's not going to be a, a, a cold reboot. So, which I thought was a, a nice way to do it. So any other thoughts on, on wonder woman? Uh, just really that it, it, as much as the first six issues are great, I think the, the next six are even better. And so I oh, really cool. think that, uh, this is, um, you know, I, I I know I personally haven't been keeping up with a lot of the new Fifty Two. I've let my, a lot of the books lapse, which is yeah, not to say that I, here. yeah, and it's not to say that a lot of them that I was reading I just I, I don't like anymore. I just I just 
you know, is buying them digitally. And so I just figure I'll get to them when I'm really yearning to read them or if I get them cheap. But but Wonder Woman is one of the few titles, I mean, probably on account of my hand, that I'm I'm very much um Staying up continue with, to be very yeah. eager to, to yeah, to stay current with. So yeah. cool. Yeah. I'm I will I will catch up and we'll revisit. Get it on ya. Alright. Uh alright. Um who wants to who wants to go next? Well, uh, I mean, I, I mentioned in my travels last week that uh, I had read the first volume of uh, Sleeper finally, ah. and how much how much I enjoyed that. And uh, I was having and, so much audio difficulty, I finally oh, gave right, up. Yeah. Whenever I was just like kept wanting to chime in, you guys just couldn't mm-hmm. hear me. Uh, Sleeper is one of my all time favorite series. Well, so I was gonna say, yeah, I knew you you really liked it, and I um I read the second volume, the, the, the second and last volume uh, mm-hmm. this week as well. And it really is an, an astoundingly good work. Um, I said this on the show last week, and, and I will say it again. I feel like from a storytelling standpoint, it may be the, the best Burbaker uh, story. I mean, and, oh, yeah. and he's an amazing writer, so I don't, I'm not trying to say like the other stuff, especially Criminal, isn't fantastic. But, but I, I found it really enjoyable uh, because it, it mixed the superhero world with the stuff, the, the character-driven and the espionage that I think Brubaker does so well. Um, so, but I would liken it in terms of a complete work and, and the the partnership between Brubaker and Sean Phillips. I would say that it's not their best work in tandem, and that's really more because as good as hmm. Sleeper looked, which I thought it did look quite good, Sean Phillips has continued to grow. Oh, sure. So, sure, sure. like as I look at Sleeper now, I would say the illustration is a good, not great Sean Phillips, whereas now he's a great Sean Phillips. Whereas I think Brubaker as a storyteller was more fully formed then. The, you know, he's mm-hmm. he's continued to to be great, but I think he was already he was further along in his maturation, I would say, than Phillips was at that point. Well had you but, uh, had you read uh Point Blank before no. then? Oh wow you, you Yeah, you need to go back and read Point Blank because that's the that's the that is the Hobbit to the Lord of the Rings that you're reading. Yeah, so I've I've come to understand. So yeah. um but the other cool thing is that this I never realized that Sleeper I mean, I knew it was a Wildstorm book, but I never realized that it was so tightly interwoven into the the Wildstorm characters that I certainly, at least for a good chunk of the time, did read. I mean, I, yeah. I was very much a Wildcats fan well, and, and stuff, and Tao yeah. is the evil leader of this, mm-hmm. and, and I, I didn't realize that until – and Lynch is the handler, and yep. so that was pretty cool. It was like a little well, ple- pleasant little Easter egg. I didn't yeah. realize that. Point, point, point Blank is – that's the name of a book, right? Point Blank, is it? I, I think that's right, yeah. Um, that is, it's a grifter story. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah, it's all, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. all about Grifter and and Tau. And Grifter is in this is in is in Sleeper for a little bit, not, not yeah. for much, but he is. Um, and you know who created the character Tau, right? Um, well, I'm assuming Alan Moore, right? Yep. Yeah, it's yeah. out of Alan yeah. Moore's Wildcats, right? Which is such a good read until they fucked it up with some stupid crossover event that really kind of kind of ground it to a halt the alan moore's wildcats which uh it was available in trade for for uh, a really long time um it's uh it's called alan moore's complete wildcats actually uh if you can track that down the first three quarters of it are so good and so smart and that kind of sets up that tau character and then read point blank which is is a great grifter story that introduces you to Holden kind of at the end and Lynch is a big part of it. So it's it's really kind of the prelude to, to Sleeper. But it's it's all good. It's 
sleeper so awesome. Yeah, I mean it's it's I mean Holden is an excellent character. I mean he's a really cool character. Uh so there's a lot to like. Um I just yeah, I just thought it was terrific. And I guess I'm a little bit it was a little sad in the sense that I don't know that we'll ever see more of it. I mean at least I know nothing imminent, so you know. Um but it's a heck of a good complete uh series and it's also timely. I mean I didn't read this with this in mind, but um for for those that are fans of it or have been curious, there's a sleeper omnibus that's that's due to come out. Really? So yeah, 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 it's 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 already been solicited. Um, it's either coming out like any week or or next month because I know it's 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 looming. So um, you know it's it that'd be a nice package. And and now that I've read it, I could definitely say with confidence that for people like myself that are fans of the hardcovers on your bookshelf, um, that would be a really nice way to to have it. It's certainly it's certainly worthy of that kind of treatment. It's it's a story that that's worthy, and I could definitely see something that's that's worth rereading over the years. So. Well, it's funny. Uh... Way back when, um, on on AC, we had talked to. Uh, it was right when uh, Criminal, I think, was getting ready to come out, and we had uh, Brubaker on the show, and I had brought up Sleeper because it was the the obvious connection because it was Sean Phillips and Ed Brubaker, and now they're back and they're doing another series, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, we really just don't want to talk about Sleeper that much because mm-hmm. we don't want to scare off." the uh the comic book uh shop retailers because it sold so poorly that we don't want to tie uh-huh. we don't want to tie this series to that one because they'll say oh it's going to be another sleeper and huh. yeah it was that. it was really kind of broke my heart because I was like oh it's one of my favorite series in the last you know in the last you know like half decade and it's like yeah you know I I love doing it too and you know we really believed in the series and promoted the hell out of it and comic shops just didn't order it and so it's crazy. it's amazing how when they don't order it they don't sell it I guess that's because yeah. I mean probably because that was at the point where Wildstorm really started to plummet right in terms of its popularity. Yeah, right? it's and, the the yeah. the authority was I think all but gone. There was mm-hmm. um you remember the the coup d'etat that Well right, well this I was going to say I mean again I didn't um coup d'etat was was kind the, of the last that happened yeah, it was after, the last Wildstorm event really. Yeah, I was going to say it, it drove I mean it was it was born out of the actions of some of the events in Sleeper but um, so yeah, but, uh, say lovey. Yeah. Say lovey. Yeah. It was, David, you, you said you were going to say something though about no, the, um, no, I'm re- I picked, I haven't, I still have not read sleeper. Um, okay. I did read oh, dude, point blank to, yeah. because at the first, uh, wizard world Chicago that I went to, uh, I think it was either late Saturday or maybe it was even Sunday, but as we were walking through, um, the dealer side of, of the show floor, um, Chris, mentioned i was going through the 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 half off trades however much off and and, uh, aside from off-road point blank (laughs) was also there and uh and while chris heavily recommended uh off-road chris and vince both recommended Uh uh, point blank so i i I left with that and i read it practically um i think on the plane ride home but I, i read it really Almost immediately after that yeah. weekend, and uh, and it was great. It's not it's not Sean Phillips, so it's not Brew Baker and Phillips, Jason. So it's they didn't they didn't go oh, point all blank the way is, through. Yeah, Point Blank no, is not Point Phillips. Blank is not. Um, but it's uh, I I do remember Grifter. So it is it is more of a um, a comic booky uh, Brew Baker story 
than than Sleeper, even though Sleeper is part of of the Wildstorm yeah. universe. I think Point Blank is more steeped into it. It it is. it it makes transition. It kind of starts out with with Grifter talking about his his Wildcats. He's career. talking to Lynch, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's he's he works for Lynch, right. and uh, and so it kind of starts out with his Wildcats history, but then it quickly kind of changes gears and becomes a uh, kind of that hard-boiled espionage story, if I if I remember it correctly. So you know, it, it does, but by, by the by issue two or so, and I think it was a four-issue series, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but by the end there, I mean it's it's very much like Sleeper. But but David's right; it's not it's not Sean Phillips' art, and the art the art is not as as strong as uh, as Phillips. I mean, by the time that that they got to Sleeper, it was you know that okay, yeah. Now now the sucker is turbocharged, and they're telling a great story. Right. Yeah, yeah. Kept you on the yeah, cool. edge of your edge of your seat too. And the how do you like the ending? Uh, which we don't want to spoil it, but how did you like the ending in issue twelve? In issue twelve or twenty four? Oh, I'm sorry. It was two. Was it two twelve yeah, issue series? Yeah, it was twenty four issues. Jesus, that was. Uh, I, yeah, yeah. I forget. Uh, yeah, the the actual the the because it was two twelve issue seasons. That's right. Seasons. That's right. Right. So if you're asking about the so you're asking the very end of the series. The very very end. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well. Uh, um. <laughs> I'm a very big fan of uh of the idea of uh of with let's put it this way the reality with which uh with which Holden is in i'm a big fan of him being in that reality uh, okay good you know what i mean yeah. yep yep absolutely yeah. yeah it was definitely uh i mean look miss misery is a fantastic character i mean so much so that you know i've never met sean phillips i don't i don't, rem- I don't he doesn't seemingly go to a lot of cons at least in the u.s but uh but but if i did meet him i i enjoyed her so much that that I, if i did get a sketch from him i would ask Leave him to throw me miss misery nice she's a great character i don't she's- know if she was ever in anything else but but uh but that was – I mean mm-hmm. she's just such a, a unique character. I mean for those that don't know, Miss um, Misery is – she's this beautiful, buxom, almost uh, sadomasochistic – well, she is sadomasochistic. She is, but yeah. her whole thing is that she's this relatively average woman who starts getting violently ill and it, it she comes to discover that uh, she gets ill from living a good life. And only by doing really decrepit, horrible things does she <laughs> stay healthy. And then if she does really awful things, she gets pretty much like superpowered. So there are periods of the book where she just does just atrocious things before missions. She's one of the three of Tao's prodigals, which are uh, his prodigals are. It's like you know Tao runs this or criminal organization, and the prodigals are his pretty much his, his right hand mm-hmm. people. And there's his three of them always. Yeah, yeah his his aides de camp, and she's one of them. As is Holden, he works into that role as, as well as one other guy, and. Uh, and you know when they're going getting ready to go on missions. I mean, she does like crazy stuff. Like there's one, there's one arc where she, she, um, you know, she she beats she she walks into it down an alleyway to a crack dealer, um, does crack, just because <laughs> you know, she, and then she and then the guy the crack dealer tries to uh, assault her. So then she snaps his neck, and then she wanders off and gets into a cab, pulls down her blouse and shows off her her tits and says, "Let's go somewhere and and, and screw." screws the cab driver and then while he's coming she she breaks she slams his head against the glass and kills him um all all just she's so a she peach. Can get an, yeah all just so <laughs> she can get enough energy to to go ahead on the mission and she is Holden's love interest but it's one of those things where um it's it's like Brubaker played with the the idea of um 
so little sharing. I, I there was a period in uh, in college, in early my college, where I, I was sort of uh, breaking a cardinal man code rule. I was uh, I was I was quote unquote dating uh, one of my best friend's little sisters. <laughs> so Ooh. and 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 it was one of those things where basically she was into it until she until her parents found out and they were cool with it. And then she no longer found it interesting because she <laughs> thought it was like taboo. The reason I bring it up is because that's you know that Brubaker plays that up to the max, and that oh, his yeah. misery is all about banging Holden. Yeah. But the reason she's into it is because it's taboo. Because if Tal knew, or so they think, he'd she, have him killed. Like, yeah. Yeah. So 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 once once Tal finds out and isn't doesn't really give a shit. And she starts actually having genuine feelings for Holden. She starts getting sick again. So then she has to be away from him. But she can't be away from him because she really does care for him. So she has to like start doing crazy stuff. And like Holden has to deal with it. Like there's a um, there's a, a character that's one of Holden's uh, like uh, one of his his crew, and and it's uh, it's, it's Black Wolf, and it's he the guy's a werewolf, and and you know so there's one scene where you know they're all hanging out, and then Holden goes to to have a little. Uh, a little uh, you know bang session, a little midnight rendezvous with her, and he walks into he goes to walk into a room, and she's getting bent over a table and and getting uh, backdoored by 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 Black Wolf, and you know, and it's the whole point is she's doing this because it's supposed to make him mad, it's supposed to be dangerous so that she can be healthy. It's just the craziest thing. It's like this very yeah. inverse, and I, and I just think that that was just very very interesting. It's not the healthiest of relationships. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, no. No, that's but it, sure. no, it's it's great, and I love the whole origin stories. You know, it's, it's, yeah, tell, that's the other your thing. Origins, yeah. right? Everybody at some point in the story, from the well, not everybody, but a lot of the characters. Some don't last very long, and some of them, but the main ones too. They all give their origin stories, and they they even tell them in the third person. And every now and then, someone will start saying I or or, or me, and they'll be like, Hey, hey, hey you got to keep it in the third person. You know, it's almost like this in this world, this platform world. It's just like. It's a way that the villains pass the time as they tell their origin stories. Yeah. So yeah. So there was a boy named Jimmy, and he yeah, liked to yeah, beat yeah. up dogs. You know, exactly. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that kind of that kind of silly stuff. No, no. Sleeper Sleeper's awesome. I'm excited that uh, that you finally took me long enough. But, yeah. Uh, now it's no, David. I can't term. wait to read it digitally. Yeah, I know. Um, it was like those trades are expensive. By the way, it's no. Um, no deal on those. It's like basically cover oh, yeah. price for all the issues for the for the. And I think Wildstorm was kind of notorious for that um, way back in the day. That that Wildstorm before they were they, they, yeah. they were bought by DC. It wasn't. Um, Wild, I mean, I know that yeah. they they finally. I don't know if those those trades did come out, but weren't they? Um, weren't they on schedule to release the 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 Joe Casey Wildcats or the one with the Travis Charay artwork? I know that they had solicited the collection. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it actually materialized. Um, but uh, if you can't find Sleeper, you can get some pretty damn good deals on some top shelf books. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice oh, nice yeah. transition that there, segue. co-host. Uh, I know that I did pick up um, I picked up a few things from top shelf digitally uh, around San Diego when, when the convention was happening. I, I picked mm-hmm. up Pistol Whip and Super Spy and and um, and they had released Underwater Welder um, mm-hmm. through Comixology before it was available because it was that weekend of San Diego. So uh, I believe today Top Shelf announced until t- towards the end of September. There's a... Um, it's it's a three dollar sale, but not everything is three bucks. You got some things that are ten. You got some things that are twenty five. But I mean, there are 
pretty it's much a ma- it's a, ma- it's is, a massive sale. massive discounts. Um, you, I mean, well, for example, one of the things on the three dollar sale is that damn um, AX manga book. That, yeah, that's yeah. like that's yeah. like, so a, that's so like now a, Vince can finally get it. It's like a thirty twenty five yeah, or thirty dollars paperback that you can now get for three dollars. Um, but there yeah, are it's, uh, so we should say it's. I mean, Top Shelf's website is Top Shelf Comics with an X. Yes. Uh, and this is an annual thing, but uh, I would say this year it looks. I mean, it's really quite mass. It is really massive. There's, uh, I, I like like uh, kind of like a, these, these sales are on one hand awesome, but on the other hand they make me feel like a dope because like I buy so much top shelf stuff as it comes out that I feel you like bought a lot of it at full price. Yeah, and then you could be yeah. Chris and and be Chris Doris's boy and just get the stuff for free every day. Hey, no, 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 no. I have I haven't hit him up for for free stuff in a long time. You don't uh, have to. You don't, don't have to. Shit, he gave you. He, yeah, yeah, I know. It's it, he gave me about a year and a half worth of of reading stuff a couple of years ago, but he owed me from Windy City Con. Whenever <laughs> I, you you because yeah, I didn't help I didn't help. Logan I was gonna say I was, I was gonna say you don't yeah you helped me with that Jason. But uh, <laughs> anyway, but uh, there's cool stuff like and and I mean lost lost dogs for five bucks. Yeah, someone asked on our forums what we should buy, and I I I, I was half joking, but I said you know any of it. I mean really, I mean Top Shelf yeah. is one of those publishers where, um, admittedly they 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 cross different genres, so you know not everything is going to appeal to every person, but it is certainly all high quality. Here's um, a here's a deal. Um, Alec, the years have pants. Oh yeah, har- mm-hmm. hardcover for twenty bucks. Which yeah, is no, which is a no fifty. Question. That's a I fifty dollars book. Whip books which David mentioned are great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Kinnon is best. The King is excellent. Oh, yes. one of my favorites. BB Wolf and the three LPs—they're all three bucks. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, very cool. If you're a history buff, um, I, ha- I bought this actually for um, when it was first come out, came out, which is Veeps, which is a uh, a comic illustrated, but but very much a factual uh, bio. You know, um, it's basically a graphic novel, but it, but but purely factual in in describing each of the U.S. vice presidents. Oh, really? Where's that at? Is it in it's the three dollars? Yeah. It's, it's three dollars. It's nineteen ninety five cover. I, like I said, I bought it for. Well, I got it from DCBS, so I probably paid you know like thirteen bucks for it. But uh, it's great. I mean, if you're a history buff or you know at all into that, I mean, it's definitely worth it. It's three bucks. Um, I think it's got a cover by uh, by your boy um, uh, Ben Templesmith. But uh, uh, incredible change bots uh, one and two, oh, which, which I clumsy. I have never I have never read. I those I ordered those. For oh you, oh really? Oh yeah, you'll oh dude gifts. you'll love it. Mm-hmm. Liar's Kiss, three bucks, which is terrific. Gingerbread Girl, which I talked about uh, some time ago. Colleen Schubert's book, mm-hmm. three bucks, awesome. Homeland Just... Directive, which Vince and I spoke about, three bucks. I mean, you, you know, and that's the thing. It's it's and because it's we could you could tell us what you're interested in, mm-hmm. what, what what genres you like, and we could probably say, okay, well then you might like this. But yeah. I'm looking at it for three bucks. Oh, Chester five thousand for exactly. five. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, you, you get up in that people. You I mean, if you're looking at books that are three it's or pretty five cheap bucks, for porn. When you, it, it is. It, well, porn can be free too, but you get for three bucks, you can get a trade from Top Shelf, or you can get a new mainstream twenty-page comic book. It's like if if it's at that price, just try it. You don't know, and if if you don't I'm like gonna it, I'm gonna order Pinky and Stinky just because it sounds funny. If you don't like it, then now you have something to give away when we uh, have the um, gift exchange at the end of the yes, day. Yes, that's true. Oh, that's a great uh, yeah, idea. Any Empire, terrific for eight bucks. Um, Far Arden, also terrific. Yes, eight and bucks. oh, Super Fuckers, also hilarious for eight bucks. Um, 
I mean, look, one of Chris's favorites, he actually gave it to me as a Christmas present uh, a few years ago, Box Office Poison, uh-huh. $10. And that is, I mean, what's the, that's, that's, that's a thick ass look. It's a massive book. I mean, um, here, here's your deal right here. Sulk volumes one, two, yeah. and three for a buck a piece. Yeah, yeah. And that's especially um, uh, Sulk volume two, which is deadly awesome, which is the yeah. longest um, continuous fight scene I think I ever that. in comics. Oh, I actually right. ordered these. So I ordered the Sulk books two of these sales ago and loved them. Yeah, so I they're so awesome. I actually own some original art out of uh, um, out of Big Head and Friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? There's some. Oh, um, here's kind of an interesting one. If and it certainly will um, will take up a lot of time if you haven't read them. If you're an Alan Moore fan, you can get the entire Dodgem Logic. Yes. Set of magazines, eight issues. Or yeah, yeah, one through eight for uh, for twenty five bucks, which is a steal. And that might sound like a lot because it's it's eight magazines, but they are they're they're imported, so it's not like you. Yeah, and they're thick, they're dense, yeah. they're they're weird, yeah. and yeah, 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 it'll take a while. Yes, and and the other interesting thing is this year. I mean, normally they have these sales, but but they generally don't discount the newest stuff, and this year they are. So Underwater Welder, which I just talked about, what. To, what, it's, just a couple it's, weeks ago, it's barely a month old. Yeah, I mean that's ten bucks, which is, I mean, an absolute bog. And Lost Dogs, which is Bye. actually one of Jeff's original comic works, but yeah. it was long out of print. They recently brought it back in print. That's five bucks. WYSIWYG, which is uh, another one of those books that I um, did not pre-order, but uh, but definitely was planning on picking up from Top Shelf when I when I was at a con soon. Um, WYSIWYG looks de- great. That's ten bucks. Um, and then if you're an Alan Moore fan, the uh, the Numbers two and three of the uh, of the leagues, volume uh-huh. three are each five bucks. So I mean, yeah. you know, you, there's really something for everyone here. And like David just said, if 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 you know, you know, look at the solicits, look at the previews. Um, you really can't go wrong. I mean, if you if you're if you're spending three bucks on a twenty dollar book, um, even if it's not your cuppa, I mean, geez, have you really lost anything? Uh, yeah. you know. um, so. Did you read any Empire? Um, I have it. I have not read it yet, though. No. Okay. Um, I, I, Nate's stuff looks beautiful. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, looks I, being the operative word. <laughs> no, it, it, well, I mean he's he's a fantastic artist. I just haven't mm-hmm. read. I mean, shit, he won an Eisner for uh, what? Swallow Me Whole. Yeah. And and any Empire looks like a looks like a great book. So you know what? For eight dollars, I'm adding stuff to my cart right now. So uh, <laughs> I am going. I'm taking your all's advice. Um, hell, I might even way to focus on the task at hand. I might. I'm. Hey, the task at hand is getting good comic books. There we go. Uh, I think I'm just. I'm even going to order extra copies of Incredible Change Spot Change One and Two just to give away. Aw, yeah, and the king. I'm gonna order another one of those because I always give that away, and everyone that I've ever given a copy of the king to has absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. Did I? I yeah. Anything I by the Rich Kozlowski is 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 awesome. Who's a uh, an anchor for Archie? Oh, is he inking Archie now? Yep. He used to be a, a Wisconsinite, but now lives uh, lives out west. So um, we miss you, Rich. He's a super nice guy too. 
he is good people. Um, well, awesome. Well, thank you, David, for bringing that up. And I just ordered like 12,000 books. And, uh, well, actually, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 books for $40. Oh, so is, awesome. uh, is Infinite Kung Fu listed on the sale? No. I didn't think so. Nope. I'm, I'm going through my digital bookshelf of, of top shelf stuff, mm-hmm. and, and I, I don't recall seeing that on the top shelf website earlier. But that's well worth paying full cover price, people. Yeah. Nice. nice. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I have I have a question that I have a feeling David might be able to answer for me. Oh, okay. I bought uh, this week from Titan Books. They have... Uh, re-released for the first time in, I don't know, however many, long time, um, the Alien Illustrated Story by Archie Goodwin and Walter Simonson. Have you ever seen this? Not a, I don't think I've ever seen a finished published version of it. I've seen the preview pages and and the things like that from the old magazines. Mhm. But remember, I, I, remember what I was saying about Cliff Chang in that you are used to seeing a, a specific style and and an artist, you know, doing doing their thing. Yes. And I got mm-hmm. some strawberry pancakes here. And <laughs> I <laughs> just like I open this up and I'm like expect I'm expecting to see, you know, Thor God of Thunder, but uh but oh. you know, in Alien and this is, I think, well, it's 1979, so yeah. we're we're pretty early in in Walt Simonson's career. Plus, this is a a, a movie adaptation, mm-hmm. and and it's it's definitely drawn to. Um, he he's drawing these characters, so they definitely look like the characters in the movie. I mean, he's trying to draw Sigourney Weaver here and it's not my, it's not my favorite Walt Simonson work, but, but part of the problem is that this is 1979 kind of muddy, icky coloring. Mm. Um, it was kind of my, my same problem with the, uh, with the Doug Wildly, uh, uh, Rio stuff. It's just like, yeah, man, I know that there's some nice artwork underneath the really horrible, horrible coloring. You know, I'll, I'll take, I'll take, um, uh, the, uh, uh, Dark Knight Strikes Back coloring to this garbage any any time. You know, it's, I'd rather have my eyes bleed than than see <laughs> really nice art um, just covered up with like muddy bullshitty colors. So, um, so anyway, my my question to David, and unfortunately, it sounds like I'm not going to get the answer. Is there is uh, the original art edition? that Titan is putting out, which is kind of a, a semi-artist edition of yeah. this. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I want it. And I don't know how much of the art is being kind of muddied up by the coloring. And if we get to see original art boards, if it's going to be something that I'm going to enjoy looking at, or am I going to flip through it one time and go, yeah, not his best work. So, Well, I think, you kind of, I think you already kind of answered that because we know it's mm-hmm. 1979. You know it's not Thor or X Factor or or even Manhunter. Um, I I think at this point, 
what I would probably do is read the story that Archie wrote mm-hmm. and and make out what Walt drew and and cut your losses. At least you have read their adaptation of Aliens. Yeah, and I, and by all accounts, I mean it looks like it's a pretty solid right. Uh, as far as like movie adaptations go, um, you know, and that's, I mean, it's a horror story and that's, you know, kind of what it's always been. So, um, but it's not the Walt you grew up with. And I think, I mean, if it yeah. was, if, if it was, if it was the, the Archie and Walt Manhunter or even the, the Walt and Wheezy X Factor era Walt, then I would probably say, oh, no, 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 they definitely go for the better version of it. But, it's it's early Walt, so it's yeah. I think it, I'm I'm gonna have to see that the uh, um, the original art edition before I buy it. It's uh, I, I still think that the coloring has really has really you know messed uh, this yeah, up. I believe but, it. You know, it's just yeah, it's it's dark and heavy handed and splotchy, and it's just yeah, it's not it's not a it's pre digital, but yeah, it looks like somebody got in there with some with some markers and some really bad watercolors and, and, pu- <laughs> and push stuff around and, and should not have. So, um, yeah, it's a lot of marker work actually is what it looks like. So anyway, um, yeah, um, uh, going to read it. Uh, probably going to watch the movie again. Still haven't seen Prometheus and definitely want Me neither. to. Yeah. So, so there you I go. Mean, it, it, it sounds like as if, you know, someone was, was really hoping to get early John Byrne and they were looking for Marvel premiere. An Iron Fist, but they ended up with Wheelie and the Chopper Bunch, and it's just, it's, it's just like <laughs> wow, I, the Chopper Bunch. So, um, which I haven't read from him in in, in years, but um, someone will have to probably pick us up after this. I, I kind Uh-oh. of David's going to bring us down. I, I am a little bit, and well, I you t- yes and no. Um, I tend to get depressed when when my birthday falls on a Sunday. Oh yeah, and happy belated birthday, buddy. Oh, thanks, dude. No, okay, no, no. Why is that? That is because there, uh, my brother and and my girlfriend at the time uh, took me out to dinner and surprised me with a pretty funky um, like uh, home entertainment Sony five DVD satellite speakers and shit like that. Uh-huh. They, it was a pretty nice weekend. Uh, birthday weekend, September 9th, 2001. Ah. Uh, and then two days later. Yeah, okay. So when my birthday falls on a Sunday and the Tuesday ends up being September 11th, it, it it's not a very happy occasion for me. I mean, it, it's still, I go through the motions and it's my birthday and okay, you know, but then. I was going to say, you definitely were down, you were, you, you were really definitely not keen on uh, doing much to uh even, even, uh, like you just weren't very celebratory. This, no, it, it kind of not. I mean, cause you know, we, I, I, well, like I told you, it's like whenever, ever since I was a kid, really, it's just, you know, what do you want for your birthday? What do you want to do for your birthday? It's like, you know, once, once I've gotten past the, the McDonald's ball pit age, <laughs> I'm like, there really isn't a whole, cause none of my, none of, none of my close friends, you guys, and, and, and even the dudes I, I went to high school with, none of my close friends live nearby. It's not like I could say, Hey, let's do something this weekend. And, you know, we're just going to go crazy. And, and, and like, we're going to f- fly out to Vegas or Atlantic city or something like that. It, it, that, that doesn't happen in my life. So it's, it's mm-hmm. one of those things where, um, Renee asked, what do you want to do? And it's like, okay, well we can, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll 
do something, it'll be low key and it'll probably just be the two of us. It's usually on a weekend. My brother works retail, so he's really not going to be available. My dad's down south. My, you know, actually this year, um, my aunt and and her partner took my dad to. I love um, it whenever you say aunt. <laughs> my aunt, because uh, I used to say aunt, and, and <laughs> that would, but uh, but she she took my father to um, to Baltimore, and and they they went to the Yankee game on uh, or the or the Baltimore game where they played the Yankees on Friday, and then. Uh, Sunday, I think they went to Jeppe's Museum because Baltimore Comic Con was happening that weekend, and so I mean, so 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 my dad and since Dad's birthday is the same day as my birthday, they so at least Dad had something to do. Um, mm-hmm. But it was it was it was low key for me, and um, and then for we Renee and I are usually kind of melancholy on on the eleventh, and um, and for for whatever reason. This year, I um, I pulled the the two nine eleven trades off um, off the bookshelf, and and these were two trade paperbacks that that came out sh- shortly after um, on the attacks. The first volume is uh, is is published by Dark Horse, but it's um, it's it's in conjunction with uh, Chaos Comics and um, and Image Comics. The second volume is published by DC. And I say it's published by DC, but that doesn't mean that it's the Justice League or Superman in in, in these stories. Both books are, are anthologies. Um, they are very personal stories. There's a difference between I know that I I, I champion anthologies. You know, we, we we love Strange Tales. We were fans. I know Jason was a fan of Marvel Comics Presents, and mm-hmm. I, we 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 dig Dark Horse Presents. I know Vince loves. Heavy metal, and I mean, we, we're, we're we're fans of anthologies. We love the idea of it. We love getting you know as much variety between two covers that that, that we can get, and just and and it's it's one of my favorite it's categories of comics. But there's a difference between um, to be excited or want to read an anthology where 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 the stories are by by creators who have stories that they want to tell, but but it's another mm-hmm. thing when when you read a bunch of stories by creators where they need to tell this story. And, and these were all stories that, um, they, they had weight. They had, um, you know, nobody, nobody put these books together to make a buck. Everything was, was, was donated to, to, to the charities, to the, the proceeds were, went to, various funds and you know whether it was the supplies the distribution the, the the publishing of the book nobody nobody was looking to profit on these and and it was it was just a um it was a gathering of some fantastic creators and and as i'm i'm rereading them and you know i i, I read the first trade and and there's a two-page story by kevin nolan which has no words black and white and and is a um it's about an elderly woman who, you know, one day she just goes through the motions. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's going to the market. It's watching kids play ball in the street. It's, it's, it's being home alone, looking out your window, going to sleep alone and just having a very solitary life. The next day she kind of goes through the same thing, goes to the market on her way back. She meets a stray dog and, and then she, she takes the dog home. She feeds the dog, gives him a bath 
plays ball with the dog and now you know and and it's the images from one day to the next are are very similar. They're almost identical, except once the dog enters this woman's life, you just see how how warm and 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 welcoming, and and now her life has meaning. And and the stories are are all kind of similar like that. Some of them are uh, autobiographical. You know what what happened that day, and and who you know who I tried to speak to, and and I I know I I live in New York, and and I haven't – I remember being at at the Towers about a month before. Um, a friend of mine and I at the time, we went to go see Cirque du Soleil. So after we left um, Liberty Island, we took the subway from the Towers. And, and uh, so we were there. We walked around. And then my on the 11th, my – mother's husband had a job interview which was rescheduled so he did not have to go into the city but my uncle worked in in um in one of the towers and and he made it out um wow yeah no he and and i mean all day i'm trying to find out what happened if he's okay what's going on and and he um he actually ended up spending a couple hours at a stranger's house who who he met as they were leaving the building just so that they could get away from everything um and eventually uh made it home, touch base with everybody and everything's fine. So I mean, I wasn't I wasn't as affected as, as other people that, that were there or had family there, but um but for whatever reason it's just one of those things where I I don't know. I don't know if it's something where if it's similar to how my father would feel when Kennedy was shot. Or or just it's oh, yeah. just it, it is so yeah. I mean it's 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 unique to the individual. It's just how Funny, it's, you cope it's, with it. It's what my dad said whenever I finally that day was, you know, and it, it was different for me than you guys because I was in the Midwest and, right. you know, it was still a sense of us being attacked, but it wasn't the, the geographical immediacy that you sure. guys had to, I mean, it was, that was your backyard or your front lawn more accurately. Um, and and I remember finally when you could make a phone call, which probably would freak yes. a lot of people out today, is that you couldn't make a cell phone call there because pretty much everyone in the country got on their cell phones at the same exact moment, and you couldn't you couldn't get a signal, you couldn't get through to anyone, and is what I remember is is being panicked because I couldn't I you know I lived in St. Louis, my parents lived in Chicago, and I couldn't get. I couldn't get in touch with my parents for for several hours, and finally that night, after things had finally started to not settle down, but the the immediate panic was starting to subside. My dad said, "You know, well, you, your generation has its moment now. You have your. I remember where I was. You know, yeah. and and mm-hmm. you know, it's uh, yeah, it was it, even even you know this year. I I thought you know." kind of leading up to the to the 11th you know the 9th or the 10th or so i was like oh well you know it's been about a decade you know it's been over a decade now and and i think i can i can get through september 11th without you know getting emotionally um you know kind of rocked and you know i'll be damned if i'm going to work and they start playing um you know clips from that day on the yeah. radio and it puts me right back to where i was that that morning driving to work and it it just 
falls back on me like like a ton of bricks and i start you know welling up with tears and i'm like damn it here we go again you know it's still you know over a decade later and and it just is is incredibly emotional and like i said i'm a midwesterner i was not like directly affected by this like a lot of people out east were i mean david knew someone that worked in the tower you know it's it, it was different but the same here i guess Sure. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's um, I don't know. It's hard to say that the. I mean, this is one of those things. Like you said, it's. I guess for me, it's difficult to uh, understand how someone feels that wasn't or isn't a New Yorker. And yeah. I'm, I mean, when I say New Yorker, I mean obviously I've worked every day of my professional life in Manhattan. I'm, um, I'm living in Manhattan. But how how did you feel after the Oklahoma bombings or the the Oklahoma bombing? Yeah, I mean, it's well, very, it's, very it's, it's, different than someone is. who lives it, in Tulsa. Also, yeah, you know? It's difficult for me to compare these different events too, because of where you are in your life, right? I mean, yeah. like, yeah. you know, I mean, I remember the challenge blowing up like it was yesterday, but mm-hmm. sure. you know, I was a little kid. I mean, so I didn't really conceptualize the the. I mean, I knew that they died, but I didn't really, I hadn't experienced death in my own life yet, so I didn't really know what that meant. I certainly at that age wouldn't have thought about what it meant to like their families and, you know, you know what I mean? Like it was more of the, wow, the space shuttle, like it. So, so, you know, it, but again, if I was an adult, then it would have been different. I remember watching the, the loop of, of the assassination attempt on president Reagan over and over and yeah. over again. And oh, yeah. I knew it was a big deal, but I didn't feel like, like the, the gravitas of the, Oh my gosh, imagine like what might have just happened, like what would have meant if the president was assassinated, like that never really occurred to me at the time because, again, I was a little kid, whereas, you know, with this, I mean, here I am, a professional in the city. Like you said, I, I knew plenty of people that worked at the trade centers. I used to go there quite a bit, um, you know, and it's just so so the – but also too, I mean, I think this is much more akin to in terms of comparing them, not that you can ever compare uh, these historic events against one another perfectly, but you know this is more like a, a, a the way I think our, our grandparents would have viewed Pearl Harbor in the sense that this was an attack on our soil, you know, which yeah. has really been so rare in our country's history because of obviously our geography and our and our position as a world power. It's just been so rare when our own when our own turf has been invaded and violated, and um, uh, it, it's 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 funny because when I get to the nine eleven period each year, I. I my reflections often gets back to sort of what's like I, the frustration of 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 why it's it it took and it's you know taken so long to sort of you know replace the towers and and yes yeah it. you know it's just just it's like and I understand there were a lot of things involved but but you know um, I would say that 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 uh, New York is has rebounded pretty strongly from it you know I mean the, there were a there were a number of years after that when when New York really felt so different. Um, I mean, even in other parts of the city. I mean, I you know I've always worked in Midtown, and you know after that, Al Qaeda was in such such a, a buzzword. There was about yeah, a year sure. after the the bombings, there was a the FBI had found a bunch of plans for, that Al Qaeda had had of blueprints of other buildings in, in New York, one of which was my building, the Citigroup Center, and so. Like the day that that news broke and that the FBI notified that, you know, I show up to work the next day and the Citigroup <laughs> Center had concrete blockades surrounding it and armed guards at every entrance. And we had to get, you know, photo ID badges. And that lasted for three years. You know, that was the status quo for three years where you just it became almost like a, a military occupied building. Um, and, and, and you just kind of took it as the new status quo. 
And then I, I think to now a decade later, I mean, 11 years, I realize, but roughly a decade later, and it's so different now. I mean, I think there's still this instantiated memory of, of, of those events and, and, and what it meant. But yet I think people have largely from an emotional standpoint, except on the day itself, have gotten past it. You know, we're not, we're not living in fear anymore, mm-hmm. um, which, which again, I don't, and, and that was a gradual thing. But I really don't think people wake up and are in fear of that anymore. And maybe you could argue that's naive because certainly nothing's, you know, ultimately something like that tragedy like that can always happen. I mean, look at what, look what happened in, in in Libya. I mean, you know, with the Libyan, but but that I mean, oh, yeah. obviously it's a little different there because Libya is a hostile. But you get my point: is that you never can really be safe for these things. If someone wants to do some unconscionable act of of terror or destruction they'll be able to do it i mean if they're willing to take their own life to do it yeah. they they can accomplish these things so you know hopefully but it's it's i would have thought when it happened uh, and i'm probably was i'm probably echoing the majority of you here that 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 was the first of what was going to be a lot of attacks over the years on our country like i thought that there that was there were likely to be more and we haven't really had any and so yeah. um and i realized we've probably headed off a few at the, yeah we've headed off a few at the pass but uh, yeah, it's just it's 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 fascinating to sort of reflect back on on that time and 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 how it um, uh, and, and it had long lasting changes. You know, again, not to get political here, but certainly that event really gave the Republican side of the ledger a lot of free will to, frankly, remove a lot of civil liberties from you know and due process from the equation permanently. Um, and, and that still exists, you know, so it, it's definitely forever changed our country, you know? Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, and, and I guess having a cop as a dad, I, I, you know, my, I always think of the first responders, you know, just because just sure. the, the selflessness with which they acted on those days, Yes. Yeah. uh, you know, and, and for uh, firemen don't really get in general a bad rap, but, but a lot, you know, cops often get bad raps i mean they really do the the average it's very easy for the average joe to um to uh you know besmirch cops and and i just think that that sure are you know there there are a lot of cops in the in the in the, in the country and and you know it range just be, when you have a large enough group of people you're gonna have dickheads you're gonna have awesome people you're gonna have everything in between i mean they're human beings mm-hmm. but again you know nypd and and the firemen what they did on those days was completely selfless and they risked they their lives and they rose, did it. Yeah, they yeah, wrote, they really wrote, did. And yeah. It wasn't you know they they didn't have to be talked into it. They just did it, and it shows you sort of that there is such a thing as heroism. Um, and uh, and and I do think that that um, it created a, a sense of pride in in New York City that uh, yeah. that, that I think had had gone away for a long time. So yeah. you know, well, and um, and uh, you know, kind of bring it back to to some comics. Uh, I was. I was very proud as a as a comic book reader to see, uh, you know, I remember you know Marvel in in, in particular, um, mm-hmm. with the the silent issues and yeah, and, and, issues. and 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 them because um, that's I mean that's their that's their home that's where they are and it's New York is you know is comics for and, and comics are are New York for a lot of that industry and and to see and to see that and how the industry kind of responded to that and kind of uh, um, they were very classy in in their response to it and that's that's probably the one good thing that I'll take out of out of all of that uh, mess was that you know there was a brief amount of time where people were very conscious about um, 
about each other and it's the it's the last time I can remember, you know, this country actually like coming together and rallying around something because sure. it's been nothing but falling apart and and divisiveness since then, which is is really sad. And you know, that's kind of the after effects. But there was that kind of real brief moment and it was even reflected in the comics that it's like, you know what, what what's what's be let's be human beings to each other for, for a little while, which was Yeah, which you're was absolutely nice. right. Yeah. So the uh, as far as comics go um the uh these these two books have i mean it, it's it's like a hall of fame you have um you have alan moore you have uh becky Cloonan, you have dave gibbons and and jim Mafood and um sergio aragonas you have will eisner um wow yeah, I mean it's insane. Angela Torres. Uh, I mean, you have Kieran Dwyer and and Umberto Ramos, Alan Davis, and Mark Farmer. You have um, just oh, there's um, an Azarello and Riso. So some of them you do have uh, teams that you're that you would expect. Uh, Phil Hester, Andy Parks illustrate a, a story, um, and then you have. There's a Brubaker and Lark. So if if they were creative teams that were used to working together or working on other properties um, in 2001, then they may have done something in, in these books. But uh, you know, for the most part, they're just – there's a an, an Astro City story in here, uh, Static Shock from Milestone. Um, but they don't – they're not like – they're not hitting you over the head like why why did Batman or Superman save the day? They're they're just, you know, they're they're each story is, is a couple of pages. Uh I don't even know if these are available, if 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 they're out of print, if if you could find them anywhere. If you do see them, grab them because I, I granted the um subject matter may not be happy, but the, the, the collection of of uh of creators and, and and the work they put out to do this um it it's really i mean there are some some single page images uh phil noto or dave johnson or or ariel olivetti and and a lot of them are of of firefighters or first responders and 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 just you know a a, a moment in time and then there are others of of just you know of superman in an eagle, there's a nice image of by, by Klaus Jansen of just someone running out to the balcony, with with the towers being attacked in the background. So I mean, some of them are just this is this is what I want to put on paper, and and that's what you get. And some of them are are long form stories where you're going to get someone's reaction and and or or, or a family member of of people that were on one of the flights and. It is just it's it's a time capsule it's a snapshot, but it's it's um and even though depending on where you were or who you are, uh the stories may affect you differently, it's it's a collection that um that I think it it's it's weird. It's it, it's hard for me to say, oh, this is something that should be in everybody's library because of the subject matter, but it's still if mm-hmm. if you're a fan of, of these creators and, and um and just and want a collection by creators that that um, that you like admire in 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 this field, then uh, 
then then they came together for a worthwhile cause and 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 it it's it is it's one of those things where it's it's just it's it really is bittersweet it, 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 there's really no other way for me to say it so i mean so yes yeah, so that was that was me bringing the room down and and way now, to go david i know i'm jew so now we can um, uh-huh. we can uh we can, we can pick it up and and go in a different direction the uh so i will say thank you to two individuals actually there's three but i can't find the goddamn tweet from the listener who um so i'm 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 on the search for that a a um a very generous individual um threw a tweet my way asking if i'd be interested in even though i well, i'm not gonna say boycott i'm not interested in reading the before watchman stuff but he offered me the second issue of night owl and i figured to have some joe kuberdings I'll, I'll i'll take i'll take him up on that so i need to find his name but um i need to thank frankie frankie the dildonator and Ted Falcone on our forum um, for both offering me a uh, a code for Hulk season one. Oh, so, nice. So, so oh, nice. Frankie hit me up first. He gave it to me um, last Thursday before my birthday. Uh, and over the weekend, Ted sent me a message through the forum telling me he had the code. And I, I full disclosure, I told him that uh, I already took Frankie up on that. But if if um, if you'd like me to, I will find a home for for the code. So I'm in the process of doing that. So I want to thank them both for for extending that to me. Cool. And I, I haven't read have it. You read, I okay, but you have it. not no, read it. Yeah, I will be reading it. it. It has been downloaded because Double Barrel Number Four came out today, so I downloaded both at the same time. So I just haven't read either yet. Well, there you have it. I think yeah. you'll enjoy it. I think you will like that. I'm I read. Um, I read. Uh, I'm almost done with Spider-Man uh, season one. Uh, Who wrote that? Uh, Colin Bunn. Yeah. See now. Yeah, you know I'm, Colin I'm Bunn's blowing up, man. Really, a lot of Marvel work. I'm glad. Yeah. Um, yeah. We well, should. He's a great I, writer. I am not. I, I'm. I'm glad Colin Bunn wrote it. And I know it's going to be a little different than maybe his Fantastic Four work, but I'm not real sure if I'm in the mood to see. Neil Edwards draw Spider-Man origin story. Yeah, oh, you know, he drew it? Oh. Yeah. yeah. Well, and and the thing is, and it's 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 well written, and actually the art is fine. You and I and Vince don't really need to read the <laughs> Spider-Man origin. It's updated right. or not, you know. First of all, we've had two movies cover that in the last decade, <laughs> and yeah. we've had. Ultimate Spider-Man, which is uh, an updated yeah. retelling of of the Spider-Man origin, and like I said, it's well written. I'm glad that Cullen did it. It probably sold like hotcakes uh, because it's Spider-Man. But you know, they put out a Spider-Man origin that will be in hopefully be an evergreen title for them if they're smart mm-hmm. about it. It doesn't cover any new ground for us. It's I mean, it's, you know, Peter Parker is a nerdy kid in high school who goes to watch a science experiment and gets bitten by a radioactive spider that gives him superpowers. Right. Yep. Okay. It's, yep. And it's told well, but it's, it's the Spider-Man origin retold. Um, Who's the, uh, who's the villain of the piece? Uh, Vulture. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) It, yeah, and it's just some 
yeah, it's 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 Spider Man origin retelling. So, um, yeah, you know, it was yeah, it was it, it was good. It was good. Uh, I I really did like the uh, the Hulk season one, but uh, but Fowler was kind of the star of that from an, from an artwork standpoint, and uh, you know, and then it was just kind of a. A nice re- we we don't see the the Hulk origin nearly as much as we see the Spider Man origin. Um, so you know it was it was okay, and they added their few little tweaks in there. So yeah, I mean the 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 season one stuff is good. You know why they're doing it, and it's okay. Mm-hmm. It doesn't doesn't hurt to you know be able to have an origin story on your shelf to say, yep, here you go. Want to want to read the origin of the Fantastic Four without reading you know a comic that was you know made in nineteen what is it sixty what's sixty what sixty two was it sixty two sixty three something like that whatever. Um, yeah, it, it's kind of nice, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's what it is. So, so there the you go. Ringing two... fucking endorsement for you there. <laughs> the, the only, now that I have the Hulk one, the only other season one digital copy I have is Daredevil, which I, mm-hmm. I need to start. I flipped through it and I just got to get back to it, but, um, that looked pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, and I definitely want to. I definitely want to check that one out as well. So, anybody else? Uh, well, just I mean, I do want to give a, a quick shout out because it. Uh, I did enjoy them. I, um, in my continuing quest to catch up with uh, all the Marvel back issues that I have been building up, um, I did read a ton of Secret Avengers. Nice. This week. Uh-huh. Yeah, and um, and it really was two chunks. One was the last few issues of the. The Warren Ellis component, and where he basically just re- was doing one shots, little different character pieces, um, with different artists, and I, I and I thought they were generally good. You know, I, I like I've been liking the one and done stuff, just little quick palette cleansers. Um, but then it gets uh, it, it gets hella good um, when when uh, Rick Remender and Gabe Hardman um, take over, uh, which is starting in issue twenty two, and. There's also a little bit of a changeover in the in the team makeup, and that uh, Hawkeye and Captain Britain join the team. And they, Remender, not surprisingly, does a great job with the interplay between the characters. He, it's funny. Steve Steve Rogers gets Captain Britain to come along, and 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 Captain Britain just assumes because he's Captain Britain that that uh, when Steve starts talking about how he's stepping away from being a leader because he's you know busy doing other things, Captain Britain just assumes he's the leader, and he starts making this. Oh, this grandiose speech to the rest of the team about how it's how it's going to be, and like as he's talking, all of a sudden, this uh, this out of the from the from the from out of nowhere, this this arrow comes and 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 shoots like like bubblegum looking goop all over his mouth to make him shut up, and it's Hawkeye firing an arrow at his mouth, and he's like, I'll take over from here, and then like you know, so it's like it's just funny because they have this like you know, it's it, they have this interplay with each other where they don't really like each other, but uh, you know, Captain Britain's you know too good of a of a of a hero to to let it get in the way but but uh i just thought it was great and and the other thing cool about the uh this run i mean gabriel's such a phenomenal artist and and obviously we're big fans and he's a personal friend but then the covers are also by uh art adams so you you don't you're getting two for the price of one yeah um so i just really enjoyed it i mean it's it's like many marvel books i mean it's it's going the way the dodo bird at least in terms of the um you know the current our team and incarnation so um so, you know, there's a hardcover coming out of their run, um, which I think is, is great. I mean, again, it's, it's – uh, you have to have a little suspension of disbelief in the sense that the premise for the entire Secret Avengers book 
I think was a little misguided and that it was uh Cap wanted to have a covert operations team yeah. to do things and, and it it just really doesn't it doesn't purely work in the sense that you know these are heroes. I mean, you know, you've got uh, you've got a guy that's that's the you know a, part of an, a multi-dimensional core, and he has a giant spandex suit that's a British flag, and you know, then you've got a <laughs> you've got a Norse goddess, and you've got a you know a a, a you know a well-known a, a very well-known you know member of the Avengers and former leader of Thunderbolt. So it's just you know they're all wearing their costumes, so it, it it's hard to buy into them being like the stealth operatives. But at the same time, if you put aside the idea that they're supposed to be stealth, um, you know, it's just good, fun Avengers, you know, adventure. T- so, which is, which is, so put put a, put aside the notion that it's like some spy drama, and just enjoy it for what it is, which is, you know, adventures, Avengers stories, uh, and then it, I think it works much better on that premise. So, um, but I do highly recommend it, and especially for those of you that like team books and you like the Avengers as a concept, but maybe are. Just a little worn out of the Bendis, you know, the Bendis mindset, which I know Chris is a part of that. There are many people at this point. You're, you're, so you know, you're, a, you're speaking to my soul, Jason. Yeah, this is a non-Bendis Avengers team, and and uh, you know, and it certainly is a capable team. I mean, you know, you got you got uh, Ant, you got Ant Man and Valkyrie and Hawkeye and and Beast and and Gabe, Gabriel just draws an awesome Beast, which uh, you know is saying something these days. Uh, nice. Black, Black Widow's on the team, so uh, yeah. It, it it was just a lot of fun. I mean, I, I expected it to be because you got one of my favorite writers and one of my favorite artists, but but uh, it certainly delivered. So, well, let's uh, let's get ready to wrap this one up. But before we do, I need to remind everyone that this episode was brought to you by DCB Service. That's right, Discount Comic Book Service. That's where you get all your awesome comic books online for Wumba discounts. Use that uh, code EOC8 if you are a first time orderer. Of uh, of the comics there, and uh, you'll get an extra eight percent off, and uh, and in your travels, uh, David, why don't you go first? I am going to. Um, I like, I like annuals. I like, um, I especially like them when you get a full, oversized story in an annual. Um, from the 80s, whether it was Amazing Spider-Man and Fantasy, or actually the mutant annuals, whether it was New Mutants or um, Uncanny X-Men with Alan Davis or Art Adams artwork, or it was Warlock versus Impossible Man. It did. I, I just I like one-off stories that are just crazy. And then things went a little nuts. You either had the annual event with Armageddon or Bloodlines, or with Marvel, you had Atlantis Attacks or Executioner Song. And um, no, not Executioner Song. It was um, there's another four. Ex- Executioner Agenda. I know it started with Uncanny because you had the uh, the Jim Lee cover, but not interiors, and then it went to um, X Force, X Factor. I forget what the fourth one was, but I thought it was X. There was definitely X in the title, um, but it was one. It was the first annual in the adjectiveless X Men. In any case, um, so I do like annuals. Not always a fan of annuals that that tend to drag into others just for the sake. Oh, we're going to have you know this Moon Knight issue tie into this Fantastic Four or Avengers issue, and it's just okay because they go together. So, uh, last month or so, Marvel had three annuals, 
somewhat connected. I just finished the first one this afternoon. I, I will be starting the second one probably when we're done here. Uh, but this, uh, these three annuals include Fantastic Four, which is actually the Fantastic Duo because Reed and Sue are on a paradise island. Uh, so only Ben and Johnny mm-hmm. handle the adventure. Um, the second annual is Daredevil. And the third is Wolverine. What makes these three special are that uh, they are written and penciled by Alan Davis and Mark Farmer. That's right. Uh, and it was fitting that the Fantastic Four annual kind of has scenes that go back in time, so the hair was perfect for the setting. The uh, mm-hmm. the I just I'm looking forward to seeing Alan Davis draw Daredevil, uh, and I love his Wolverine, but. Um, this also ties into Alan Davis's creator-owned uh, group, Clandestine, and and that is that's really not a series or a group of characters that I ever really got into. One day I'll hmm. I'll, I'll talk to Jason and and he like can he, I know he can school me in on that. I don't know if it was because I don't I it may have either been because I was away from comics at the time or um, as much as I love. Alan Davis artwork. Maybe the characters weren't weren't talking to me. I don't know, but um, you can school me on that. That's cool. The uh, but it's it's I'm I'm getting a neat take on them at least in the first part in the Fantastic Four annual. So basically, what I'm saying is, if um, if you can check out some annuals because you never will know if you're going to get part of a story that has absolutely nothing to do with anything like Armageddon 2001, or you're going to um, get that one annual that's going to introduce Hitman and Bloodlines when the rest of the event is actually trash, or you just get a nice little one-off story where uh, Spider-Man and Doctor Strange are trying to save Greenwich Village and it's drawn by Frank Miller. And, and hey, just, nice. so yeah, you can't, you can't beat it. So check out, just, just check out some manuals. That's what I'm saying. You know, I read the first issue of that, um, and then I decided since I'm such a Alan Davis nut, and I, I uh, unlike Dap, totally get and appreciate the awesomeness that is clandestine. <laughs> um, so I figured that they wouldn't have done these without planning on collecting them in some way. So I'm ah. gonna, I'm gonna get that collection and then read it. So I have not read the second and the third. I did read the first part of the three though. So I did like, I, I did like the the little bit of the family we got in in that first part. So I'm I'm mm-hmm. I'm turning a corner on that. Good. Yeah. You're I'm wise up. You're, I'm, you're, yeah, yes, exactly. All grown up. Grown up. Nice. How about you, Jace, once you're in your travels? So um yeah, so in your travels, what you need to do um is either get it off your bookshelf or take advantage of the sale we already talked about. Uh and you need to read um um, the name's escaping me for a second. Oh, sorry. Uh, you need to read Lost Dogs. Um, oh. I am uh, again. I think everybody knows how I how I feel about uh, Jeff Lemire. He's uh, one of my faves, and this is um, this is really the thing that put him on the map. I mean, I, I well with it, which is to say that I mean Essex County made him. Mm-hmm. You know, you you couldn't. It, that was his crowning achievement. Well, that was a critical achievement, and 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 it's his magnum opus. Yeah, but uh, Lost Dogs was um, – he won a Zero Award, which 
for those that don't know, ah. the Zurich Award was a, it was a, I think it's defunct now, unfortunately, but for a long time, it was an award given each year to um, independent new new independent creators, um, and it was a grant, and uh, and Jeff won that for Lost Dogs, which is a, uh, it's it's a little over a hundred pages, and um, uh, it's it's a very very, for as much as those that think of Jeff in Essex County and some of his later works as being very um, uh, personal, but also um, in you know emotionally grounded and uh and almost sweet at times you know this this book is not that you know this is this is like his his jeff jeff on a really angry mood and wanting to write about something angry uh so it's it's a nice contrast to um to some of the other stuff that you may be familiar with if you are a fan of his uh and uh and visually of course it's 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 his style so i think it really serves as a really fascinating juxtaposition against the the other the rest of his is massively impressive creator owned library at this point so um so for those that think jeff is always all smiles he clearly has a dark side uh, oh, yeah. and it's 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 demonstrated in lost dogs um so i, I highly highly recommend it um and uh it's three. It's three bucks, people. If you don't, or five bucks, if you if you haven't bought it yet at this point, you got no excuses. Nice. You know who um, helped founded the uh, Zurich Foundation? Um, why don't you just go ahead and say? <laughs> Peter Laird. Oh, I, I forgot that. Oh, you, oh I, really? You're right. Okay. Yeah, well, when right. uh, when they kind of of split up, we'll say, and and. Uh, and Eastman went to go take care of Tundra and, and heavy metal and lose his money. Uh, his partner decided to um, do something to give back, I guess. There you go. Cool. Um, my In Your Travels, I mentioned it, I think, last week. Um, I finally just about finished up uh, Misfits, the uh, the. British uh, uh, superpower oh, super TV show. Oh, oh. It's so freaking was, awesome. It's so good. I was so pissed. It's it's on my watch list on uh-huh. Amazon. I guess they're not they're not streaming it at the moment. But, you can watch um, it on Hulu. Well, Hulu Plus or just straight up Hulu? Uh, I'm not for sure. I'd have to go look because uh, I don't have Hulu Plus. So if it's Plus, I'm maxed out. Like if I mentioned bikini, but if it's the <laughs> um, but we were watching, we were flipping through the channels, and we ended up stopping on Best in Show because we love that fucking movie. But oh, it was one of my favorite movies. But it's Christopher Guest is a god. He is awesome. But it so and it you was on Logo funny. of all of all stations. Um, I guess because two or three of the characters in the movie are gay, so why not? And they showed a commercial where, where it says the new season. We both like soup. Of of Misfits will be premiering. I think I'm like I did not know that Logo was. Fucking airing Misfits. Oh, that's cool. I wonder. So I have to find out yeah. if they're airing the the older, older episodes. But that's strange because you're a like you're a, a platinum level member of Logo. Oh, well, you know LGBT represent. So it's yeah. it's you know I, I'm well yeah I didn't get the newsletter at that time. I, I think I missed it's that. Not. Uh, and, oh, you know why? Because Logo pisses me off in this house. We don't get it in HD, and I hate looking at shit. Neither do we. I can't. Damn! Looking at standard definition, really? Yeah, I, yeah. I, it's so funny because on my on my iPad, I I rent 
movies all the time because of my commute, right. and I always rent them in standard def because I I think well, it's well nice. yeah, but yeah, but you got you got the that. big screen and you get used to the HD and, and yeah that's true yeah, yeah yeah and get a little but on the iPad I can, I could dig it because yeah I mean it's it's that small screen you're streaming it you don't need that that high quality so yeah I, now I I have I have heard that the third season of Misfits goes off the rails a little bit and one of the the favorite characters is not in the is not in the series anymore in season three um but i just finished the second season and i think you could encapsulate that those two seasons because that's that's basically their time doing community service they their community service ends at the end of season two and so i think that you could look at that as as like one one story and it's freaking awesome it is so so good and so smart. So it's uh, I'm I'm in your traveling it again. Uh, if you if you have not seen Misfits, you need to you need to see this show. It is um, it is fantastic. The, yeah, well, if I can if I can watch it through Hulu, I will watch yeah, it through Hulu. Yeah, you, you want you want you want to watch an unedited version because they they let some they they kind of let it fly a little bit. Okay, yeah, the, the pop up on Hulu just said it's intended for mature audiences. Oh yeah, so yeah. I got to make sure I'm of age. I did because <laughs> I could not watch Misfits. I did start watching the pilot for uh, for Fringe, and oh. and I I I it, it I am amazed. At how Anna Torv can go from, hey, that's she's kind of cute, and then in the same scene with Mark Valley's looking at her, be like, where the fuck the hot chick go? I, I don't oh, get how, you, dude. I, it's like it's the same woman, but it's like depending on what angle, it just it baffles me. But because um, she's a great I'm, actress, I'm, I'm this, yeah, this, that's this, it. Yeah. this la this last season. Oh, she's dude, as a, as a red as a, the pilot. Don't say nothing about nothing. As a as a as a redhead, she's so freaking hot in that show. What do you mean? Just started watching the pilot of like the first season? Yes. Oh God. Yes. Oh, dude, so, dude I, you've you've got you've she's got. She's about to go in the tank so she can get his 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 memory. So I haven't. I, oh, I, you've got yeah, so I'm, I'm way back. There's yeah, you've got what universes literally yes. to go. It's yeah. yeah. This last season is is going to be awesome. I'm really looking forward to it. It's uh, but you know, and we brought up Fringe and brought up Misfits. I love Misfits because the seasons are either like six or eight episodes. Sometimes Fringe, I I wish that it was twelve episodes a season and not twenty two, because I feel I feel like there's about ten episodes worth of filler in there. You need you need the story to drive the season, not yep ads, not the ratings, not contracts. Yeah, it's just yeah. tell it's, me the story you want to tell. Well, it's it's like if you if you think about X Files and they would have kind of the monster of the week episodes, yeah. But then yeah. they they would have the episodes that were just about you know the the larger story, and it's like uh, Falling Skies. It, it's you know if you took out all of the all of the fluff, then you end up with a season like Falling Skies has. And you know X Files would it have been as good if those were only like. 10 or 12 episode seasons you know it might have been it might have been a little bit more cohesive but uh you know that's just me that's my time i have a very short attention span if you haven't figured that out so so there watch misfits it's awesome jason you will love it 
because it's vulgar. I gotta say, yeah, I've never seen an episode, but Scotty Young loves it. Oh snap! Yeah, it's 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 the real. It's the most real, like superpower supernatural show I've seen. It's like this is how kind of what juvenile. They're not even juvenile, but like delinquent. It should have been slash... Generation X that the Fox movie was. Yes, it, yeah, it's it's basically it's Jason will love it and hate it because it's slackers that get superpowers. Oh. and you want to half of them you want to slap upside the head, but mm-hmm. but it gets it's very smart, and there are some characters that in there that that have some very redeeming qualities and some that develop redeeming qualities but yeah it is definitely definitely british slackers that get superpowers and it's yeah it's brilliant very very good i got to crank up some logo then and you know what <laughs> oh like you don't you dvr logo all the time oh i know mm-hmm. we actually got to tune in Love yeah. that Noah's Ark. hey that's where we get all of our buffy reruns around here Oh really? Oh yeah. Wow. Oh yeah. They run Buffy like you know, fourteen hours a day. Um, so anyway, yeah, I guess that's it. We'll go out on a on a logo um, kick there. That's right. Yeah. Represent. All right. Well, cool. Vince, we missed you, buddy. Uh, hopefully, we, yeah. we kept the kept the ship floating. I think uh, I'm, 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 oh, no pun intended, huh? I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Um, guaranteeing that this episode is actually ever going to get released, so it could just be the three of us listening to it. Just the three of us. Mm-hmm. But I am, I'm playing because of you guys. I'm going to catch up with my Wonder Woman. But watch, watch Misfits. Go. Watch Misfits. Hey, how's Manhattan Projects? It's awesome. Is it really good? Should I read it? It is so good, yeah. I was looking awesome. for some uh, some advice on Twitter today. I was asking the, the Tweeples for some comic book advice, and Manhattan Projects kept coming up in the, uh, it's in the fantastic. suggestions. Okay. Yeah. I think I'm going to have to dive into that one. It's, it's it's depraved science. It's awesome. Cool. And uh, gonna be uh, gonna be seeing Mr. Hickman here in a couple weeks out in Vegas. Yeah, you are. It's gonna be awesome. So oh, that's can't right. wait. Yeah. yeah. And so, oh, and for uh, for eleven o'clock listeners that uh, that maybe don't drop by the forum, uh, do so. Check out the Morrison Con thread. There are uh, uh, some peeps getting some meetup uh, stuff together. So uh, we'll be out there and uh, and hopefully. Uh, all the eleven o'clockers will will represent and go out and have a, a few beers with each other. So, be fun. Absolutely, I'm jealous. Right. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Looking forward to it. Yeah. All right, peoples, um, have a great week, and, uh, and we'll talk to you next. David, say goodbye. Bye. Bye.